Hey guys, this is Brad Mike from Dallas Geek, and today we are back with yet another Know Your Directors video. Today we're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg. Who? Uh, the Godfather. The Scorsese? The Godfather of Hollywood. So, if you've been living under a rock for- Oh, this is the guy that did that fourth Indiana Jones movie. Anyway. Um, oh, he also did 1941, too. If you've been living under a rock for the last 40 years or so, uh, I'm an awful person. What movies, good movies, <laughs> would you say that we should reference for Steven Spielberg's directing work? I mean, really? I mean, it's like half of the great Hollywood movies yeah. uh, in modern history. What, but what genre do you want me to start with? Uh... Let's go with drama to start with. Saving Private Ryan. War Horse. Munich. War Horse. Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. E.T. Yes. Jaws. Yes. Close Encounters. Yep. Indiana Jones Trilogy, minus that other one. God-awful fourth one. Jurassic Park. Minority Report. Amistad. BFG. The Adventures of Tintin. He did Hook. And coming up soon, he will have done Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. So with that, how would you describe the pacing of a Steven Spielberg movie? <sighs> what genre? Any. His I mean, that really depends. His pacing tends to be pretty straightforward regardless of genre. Well, I'd say that his pacing is very conscious of the tone of the movie. Uh, okay. And tone of the argument. scene. Like, so, so very organic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you never feel like the pace of a scene lasted too long or too short. You never felt like the camera was trying to add action where it didn't belong. Oh, I would argue, and I think they would argue, that fridge scene from Indiana Jones 4 Dude, way too long. Why? So, just gonna go ahead and let y'all know, we'll have a new co-host next time. <laughs> uh, Mike will be unable to attend his duties. Really? <laughs> In Soviet Russia now? What the hell does that look? <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back very, on, back very on organic. Track. Yeah, no, definitely. Really see it in Munich. Like, Munich's a very somber movie, and that is yeah. the feeling of that movie is very heavy. Yes. Uh, same thing with Schindler's List. Oh, like, dear, dear Lord, Lord, you want to talk about heavy? Oh, good God. There's entire scenes of Schindler's List where I was like, I think I need to get up and go take a shower because, like, what I just watched made me feel so dirty and cringy. Yeah, so a lot of the dramas that Spielberg has been responsible for have been based around World War II. Mm -hmm. uh, and in fact, if you want to talk about directors that have done World War II movies well, he is, if not at the top of the list, at least in the top three directors that have oh, I think he has. properly done World War II yeah. movies as a repeat occurrence. I think he's number one for sure, and I don't think you can argue to the contrary. I think he did two of the most important movies about that war and the events that happened during that war, possibly of all time. Well, then he he was also responsible for the uh, the miniseries uh, Band, Band of Brothers, Brothers. And the Pacific. And, yep, right. And so, of course, that just went even further into showing how far he could stretch his abilities by going from a limited format with a movie to an extended format miniseries, of a miniseries. Yeah. That, that really pushed the boundaries for him uh, and his creativity. 
Yeah. No, there's nothing that that man can't do with a camera. That uh, man, like, we, I was joking at the beginning, but like, I, whenever I see his name attached to something, I'm like, yep, I'll be there opening night. Speaking of the camera, uh, he is very, very intent on getting as much in camera as possible. Mm -hmm. So he will primarily focus on doing practical effects and trying to rely as little on post-production as possible to get the aesthetics that he writes. Like J.J. Abrams, Steven Spielberg will go above and beyond on his set creation to be able to get the exact amount of color, exact amount of contrast, exact amount of tangibility in the aesthetics well, like you see as it, he can get. You see it in Saving Private Ryan. Like, well, you can see it even, uh, one of the best, because they had so much behind-the-scenes footage for it, was uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Uh, you could see it in... Uh, Jaws. The dinosaur, or Jaws, the, the shark wasn't working for yeah. half the filming, and he ended up using it to his advantage, and that's why you only see it at the very end of the damn movie. Like, even for Jurassic Park, how many of the dinosaurs were practical animatronics right. rather than CGI? Right. Especially when... At the time that Jurassic Park was put out, so many movies were putting so much emphasis on CGI because it had become the hot new thing. So everybody thought that he was crazy for ignoring it. And well, yet it worked out spectacularly. And even now in Blu-ray and 4K, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, 4K exports of uh, Jurassic Park, the detail and the the liveliness of yeah. the scenes still feels real. Like, let's not forget, this is a guy that in like a five-year span dropped Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, which all were massive undertakings in the creation, let alone Jurassic uh, Park and Saving... they could mean at the box office. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List came out the same year, if I remember right. I think they both dropped in 93. I feel like that's correct. The other thing about the cinematography is that he is very meticulous about the shots that he gets, about the camera work, making sure that it is, every scene is planned to the nth degree so that he knows this is what the scene is going to look like without question from the very beginning. And it, it really helps to emphasize the tone of the movie. There's never a disconnect between the tone of the camera work and the tone of the scene. It just is. Yeah, he also, I totally forgot, which I was right by the way, they both came out the same year. Um, he also dropped Amistad the year before Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, he did. So 93 was Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, uh, 97 was Amistad, 98 was Saving Private Ryan, and then 97 was also The Lost World. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, he, he in had a five-year stretch on. he dropped like arguably the greatest war movie ever made. Oh yeah. Arguably one of the greatest sci-fi movies ever made. And then Amistad, which is... Just good. Yeah, <laughs> the source material ain't good. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd say that covers pretty much everything that you need to know about Spielberg's directing. Also, well, one thing. Oh, what? Lighting. This is something that's really, really... He'll use it as a way to emphasize things that he wants you to take notice of in shots. Yes. One of the most prevalent examples of this is Schindler's List. The entire movie is in black and white, except for blood is in color, mm. fire is in color. That's it. So an entire movie about the Holocaust in black and white, except for fire, which is meant to signify life, and blood, which is meant to signify death. So it's 
I mean, if it isn't apparent at this point, there's a reason why Steven Spielberg is considered the godfather of the Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, I think uh, like just he's, and just really most modern classics. He's the greatest director ever, like period. Yeah, easily. The man has jumped back and forth between genres seamlessly. The man has made some of the most iconic movies ever made. And he's inspired some of the more recent directing greats to get into the craft in the first place because they saw his movies. Yeah. Plus, let's not forget everything that he executive produced. Oh, yeah. No, the amount of executive producing credits that this man has is absurd. Yeah. So he, he, he has not only inspired many, but he has directly assisted so many yep. other directors to get their start, to get their visions out there, and just keep the art in Hollywood alive and not succumb to the traditional studio requirements. Right, yeah. Like when you talk about, I guess, the Mount Rushmore, like the pantheon of like the greatest directors and ever, like, yeah, he might be on his own mountain. Like, it might be Spielberg, and then everybody else starts down here. I think that's about all we can say without just uh, continuing to fanboy over him. Yeah. So... No, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, with that, this is Brad and Mike from Dallas Geek saying, see ya.